0: Shalom to all. the is Moshe Gordon of Yeshivat Yeshayi Leib, recording from Mizrahi's daily dose of the Daf program. Today's Daf Masechet darim and Daf Kav Zayan has many um, major league discussions. Major Talmudic discussions come up on this particular page of the Gemara. One of them on the on the second side of the page on what's called Amud Bet, on the concept of a Smachta, um, which is the um, source of a lot of Talmudic literature regarding all different questions about gambling okay, not okay, and so on and so forth. I'm um, a major, major topic. of asset. We're going to focus right now in this recording on another major topic that has far-reaching effects, but like I'm pointing out, there are really so many things on today's, on today's page. Um the Gmar discusses on Kavzayan Ahmad Aleph on from the first side of the page, a story, a story of a person who had deposited a bunch of his documents, documentation, that proved his position in a, in a court about whatever the case exactly was. And it makes the condition, if I don't return within 30 days, All these things can be null and void, and you can throw them in the garbage, I'll forfeit the case. An onus, something happens that's beyond his control um, occurs, and he doesn't come back to the court. And the Gemara says that's it. He didn't come back, and we can we can you know, get rid of everything that he that he deposited with us. Case is closed. One of these sages in the Talmud Ravah, says, "But what do you mean, Anosu? The person was forced into that; it was beyond his control." Rahman Rachmanapatri, the Torah um, exempts somebody for things that took place under duress, and it quotes a verse. The says in the Torah, Don't do anything to that woman. The context of that verse in the Chumash is telling us that if a girl, God forbid, is a woman, a woman, God forbid, is, is raped, God forbid. Um, of course, the person who perpetrated the crime is held accountable. But to that woman, you can't do a thing to her, even though she might have been married. Maybe it was a in a "quote unquote" adulterous situation. No, she was she was forced into that. You can't hold her accountable. The Gemara counters, maybe. That's not really a relevant point for us, because katala Shiny, there was a question of punishing her. You can't punish a person, put them to death, for something that they didn't they didn't want to do, they were forced into doing. The Gemara brings a proof from the Mishnah over here, in Armasach, in the Darm Daf Kavzai, and when a person took a neder, they took a vow under duress, so that also is not a binding vow. And the Gemara is trying to show us the things that a person does, be honest, under duress, are not legally binding. Um, this is a very, very important development of, of a discussion in our Gemara, is the concept of onus Ones patri things that happen under duress, does that mean a legal loophole where we say we can't punish a person um, and administer some kind of a, of a corporal capital, maybe a financial punishment, if they didn't mean it to do something? The Gemara makes a, su- a suggestion like that, but the Gemara's conclusion seems to be that the idea of an onus. Things under duress are even more than that. We don't hold someone accountable um, in the slightest bit, and that might even mean that they're viewed as halakhically being even exempted, not required um, to do whatever act that may be. There's a famous discussion discussed in a Book written by one of the great Jewish writers named Rav Yosef Engel. When you have a person, for example, this is a, b- a debate between two of the great Mefarshim Rashi and Tosafos. a person who was not able to have a bris mila because they realized it was dangerous for their family. They had a number of children, gave a bris. God forbid the children passed away from the, the surgery of the bris mila, and they don't want to give the bris mila to the fourth child after it happened three times. Is that child who couldn't have the bris because of an onus? We can't take a risk like that. Is he considered an aurel? Is he considered someone who didn't have a brismila? Or we would say, no, this is circumstances beyond his control, and none of the limitations that apply to a Jew who, God forbid, is an aurel, a Jew who is uncircumcised, maybe don't apply to that child anymore, because maybe he's not even bound and obligated to have that um, bris milah. There are many, many areas in the world of halacha where that question, how do we view something that a person is honest, where they're under duress to do something, where they can't do whatever mitzvah it is, where they can't do um, whatever the circumstance would be, how do we view them? So that is a a major topic that has, like we said, a lot of far-reaching effects, some food for thought. We should all be blessed with a great day.